0: Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line: Advertising. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Indie Mayhem Show, episode 15, uh, where we talk indie wrestling. Of course, uh, thanks, of course, to uh, Basic Sickness for that awesome intro. Check out more of his music over at basicsickness.com. Of course, you can find out more about this show over at wrestlingmayhemshow.com and other things we do about non-indie wrestling. Amongst other things, and you can drop us a slime at uh, Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We got an email that we won't forget to read at the end of the show because it's his birthday. Uh, or drop us a slime at 412206WMS0. Twitter at Mayhem Show, Facebook, Google Plus, all that kinds of stuff. iTunes, YouTube. We're all over the place, audio, video, form. Of course, I'm Mike Sorg, Sorgatron on the Twitters. Uh, and uh, this is the show where uh, a couple of guys that are a little bit into indie wrestling, uh, myself here in Pittsburgh, of course, with the IWC and RWA, respectively, doing video production and other projects, like something called Finding Zach Gowan, you can find on DVD and digital download right now. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and also, my buddy from Texas... Hey-o. A commentator for the great uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling down there. Eamon, at Eamon2, please, on the Twitters. How you doing this week, my friend?
1: I am doing fantastic, Servitron. I'm ready. We came off last weekend's crazy uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, podcast where we talked about so much indie wrestling. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I want to talk more indie wrestling. I'm, I'm into it, Sorg. I'm, I'm, I'm in deep.
0: Let's get at it. Yeah, we're we're two weeks off from talking to anybody from your neck of the woods, so I'm excited to see uh, what new faces you can introduce me to here. So who do you got on tap, sir? On tap for this week
1: is a, a guy who, not a Texas native, but I have seen him a lot of work uh, in the Texas area, is uh, more predominant in the St. Louis area where he uh, works for companies such as St. Louis Anarchy, a uh, former St. Louis Anarchy champion, uh, as well as a competitor for many other promotions uh, that I'm sure we'll be talking about with him, Mr. Evan Jalistico. Evan, how are you this evening?
2: I am good. Actually, I have to get something upstairs. Hold on. Talk amongst yourself. I actually forgot I have this. It's not something really important,
0: but I think it's fun. Let's do that. Okay. I, uh, okay. Absolutely. I guess we're gonna fill a little bit here.
2: Yeah. Let's. Um,
1: yeah. i okay. excited. We wanted. To, we were planning originally on having Evan on last week. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we did a bit of rescheduling, uh, having uh, Doctor Feelbad on. But we, you know, it's oh, gonna be oh, big. I'm excited. Hey. Oh, conveniently enough. Not about this. Wait, hold on.
2: There we go.
1: No, Okay. It's an important the, talking yeah. point. For those on video, I believe that's the Anarchy I Championship Wrestling uh, title. Oh,
2: so that was fun. I forgot I had that all together. It was under <laughs> like three gear bags, and you just reminded me uh, from Texas. So yeah, ha.
1: Conveniently enough, <laughs> uh, I know you are the former Anarchy Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I uh, believe some chicanery uh, has has uh, gotten you in possession of that championship belt. I
2: never <laughs> lost your I don't.
1: Maybe we'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah, uh, I guess the first thing we should talk about, uh, the thing we sort of introduce uh, the sh- anyone who's on our show with, is th- with the first question of how did you get into professional wrestling? Maybe, even starting back to what, what, you, what is your first memory of professional wrestling? The thing that first stuck in your mind uh, when it comes to watching pro wrestling? Um, I mean, uh, uh,
2: WrestleMania 3. I was at my mom's wedding, escaped away as a small child, uh, and on the big screen. I don't remember if it was live or via replay, uh, but I watched Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant as my first memory and how I became intoxicated with the parasite known as wrestling. I mean, I love it, but it kills me. Literally, it will kill me. Um, I got into wrestling because they have a public access. And a lot of shitty federations got public access because it's free, right? Why would you not want to put your 400-pound son on TV wrestling your best friend who's also in the 300-pound range uh, in jeans and whatever favorite band shirt they have for the title that looks like a license plate stapled onto a leather belt you found at Walmart? Why would you not want that? I I mean, come on. Right, that's just the epitome. Um, that sounded really negative, but it wasn't meant to be. It was more supposed to be funny. That's a true situation. That's kind of what we found. And then I saw, "Do you want to be a pro wrestler?" And yeah, clearly I do. So I called the number because um, I figured I could clearly be better than the two people I just watched, and I am. Just so we're just so we're clear on that. Um, <laughs> the bowling alley, met Jordan Lacy bowl and then started training
1: that's awesome
2: that's it like that
1: now and, and we talked to uh gary jay a few episodes back and i know you obviously know gary very well as a member of the submission squad uh and, and was it that around the time i believe uh, i'm assuming you partnering with jordan lacy i guess in a sense was sort of around the time of the lwa
2: yes it was the uh beginning before there was the lwa there was the xwa because of course Uh, Back then, what is it? Would have been wrestling 10 years. Of course, in the early 2000s, every extreme federation had to be spelled with an X, right? (laughs) So extreme wrestling alliance. Uh, Did Gary tell you that he was two characters on that show? Uh, Extreme Gary J and Frankie the Flamer? I I don't believe he went into Frankie the Flamer. There you go. There's a little bit. Um, (laughs) So yeah, he was two shows. He wrestled Pierre who, oh, man, what was what was Pierre's name on that show? Oh, man, it's going to bug me. It was the prodigy. It was the prodigy. He came out in windbreaker pants, a uh, sleeveless jersey tee, if I remember correctly. I don't think he had a hat on. I want to say he did, but I don't think he did. And he came out to rap. <laughs> and it's pretty good. Which if anyway, you know
1: Pierre Abernathy.
2: Yeah. And Pierre is is pretty versed in the rap community. He knows his rap. Him and Chris Hero go back and forth on it a lot, I'm told. Uh, Most of them Pierre, so I don't really know if that's true. But I uh, know. Um, so, yeah, he was a prodigy. I was Havoc, actually, H-A-B, okay, because I couldn't spell it with a C. That's far ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? With all, the, yeah. with all the extreme wrestling federations, you can't just be yeah. don't
2: spell, spell it normally. Me. I mean, if I was smart, I would have thrown a Y in there or something. I don't know. And <laughs> uh, so I wrestled the match, um, won my first match, and then got destroyed by one of the guys who I originally thought I was better than and still are. Uh, and then I would later make my triumphant return from a side. I got thrown out of the venue, out of the front door. Uh, I would then make my triumphant return from the side door for the Battle Royal because of course, right? <laughs> and, um, the announcer, his name was Black Love Butch Fletcher, which, if I'm on again, I will get into more about that. But I don't want to. I don't want to spoil everything at once. Uh, and uh, he kept calling me "Have Ock," not "Havoc," not like I C or I K, I guess in my instance. "Have Ock," like two words, like Doc Ock, but Have Ock. Hmm. Uh, it was just really funny. And uh, Pierre, or the Prodigy, let's call him the Prodigy, uh, was also doing commentary. He didn't participate in the Battle Royale, and he would actually pronounce my name right. And it's really funny. I think one of us still has the VHS tape of the show around. And uh, I shit you not, um, I don't know what my language barrier is, so I'm just going to say it. Oh, Uh, fine. Okay.
1: Uh, We've heard heard worse and seen worse on this show.
2: Good, because I can get way worse. Don't worry. (laughs) I will top whatever you heard or seen. Um, gorgeous Jordan Lacey at the time was Triple X Jordan Lacey, of course, because extreme with an accent And <laughs> his tag partner was legit, na- his legit name, his shoot, indie quotation marks, name was Harry Pickle. That's his name, his wrestling <laughs> name. I can say that because he's long retired or dead or some combination of the two, and he's a right now i don't know um his his wrestler name was hellraiser so yeah okay maybe he is uh you know it's surprisingly kind of,
1: surprising that he didn't go with harry pickle it's, yeah uh because it's kinda like he, a Ri- uh, richard blood uh Ric flair situation right you know ricky steamboat excuse me
2: yeah and uh he and lacy were a part of a stable with our friend Doug Murray, who had broken his ankle earlier in the day trying to do an insiguri off the ring truck, uh, because of course, and um, they were going to be a part of the stable called Explicit Material, three X's. I don't even remember if there was any, e. I think it was just XXX plus P L I C I T material. And I'm sure there was an X in material somewhere too. I'm just waving my hand. Are they going to see this? I'm just doing this from
1: my Absolutely. own. Very v- visual, video audio
2: is our, is our audience. Because so. I, I don't know what to do with my hands sometimes. A lot of the time. I'm just... Ah. <laughs> but
1: no, uh, so that was, I guess that was sort of your start in a sense. Uh, and and I, I'm assuming eventually during that time you did tw- transform in a sense into Evangelistico. How did that come about?
2: Okay, so from XWA, there was one show, and then done. One and done. From XWA, then uh, Lacey, who was actually in charge, the booker promoter, whatever, uh, was like, yeah, I can't do this. I just must rather be a wrestler. So from there, um, LWA was formed, and it was governed by a couple of different people, and it's kind of rotated for a bit. Um, But we all got changes. We all changed just a little bit. Gary found a more animalistic side of himself with uh, Gary the Barn Owl. Pierre embraced the prodigy. I'm just gonna call him that the whole interview, so if people tune in midway. Like, what the fuck is this prodigy guy? Ah, <laughs> I don't mind it. The prodigy embraced more of his European heritage, and uh, I found God, and uh, <laughs> I changed my name to uh, from Havoc to Evangelist. And uh, just decided to preach the good word in between matches. From there, I don't even know if you can still find the video. I wonder if I can. I'm going to try. I don't know if you'll see my screen, but I'm going to try and find the video. Uh, from there, hold on. Uh, hold on. Kelly is... Has sent me a Facebook shitting all over you in the chat room of an Evangelist. Yes, <people>. he is.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, you he is. Imagine
1: it, but uh, other friend of the Indie Mayhem Show, Kelly Kyle, is here, and he has some not
2: so nice things to say about
1: Evangelist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most of them are probably true. Okay, so I'm going to try and find something while I talk to you. But uh, I, my name was Evangelist. Evangelist, and uh, tried to preach God. Didn't always work. In fact, I can tell you it never really worked. But uh, one day, God spoke to me. And he told me to stop being such a sissy or I can't remember. Uh, and I changed my ways and I added it to the end of my name because it made sense and have moved on ever since. It's,
1: interesting. So, so has any, uh, would you say in that character is definitely carried on into your future, uh, your future in professional wrestling past that point? Oh Yeah definitely still a man of God. Um, man but uh, God. yeah, and, and uh, obviously you were uh, big in St. Louis uh, doing a lot of stuff down there. Uh, obviously, I know you from your work in Texas, uh, specifically with uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling. Uh, I know you uh, being a big part of that. Uh, and we talked to Gary uh, in the past about um, sort of the travel in a sense, and and uh, that's definitely one of the topics we talk about a lot on on the Indy Man Show with wrestlers. Um, how do you feel like, in the sense that that travel is gone, because I believe it's 14 hours from St. Louis to Texas. Um, What sort of conveys, you know, you guys sort of put in those hours and do those kind of drives?
2: Uh, The love of wrestling is the easiest answer. And then thankfully the money we get for gas is the physical answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Uh, Honestly, uh, Pierre tells the better, the prodigy tells the better story uh, (laughs) about how he kind of got started, like he and Gary started in Texas. And then I eventually assimilated down Uh, from there. Vega joined and uh, people have come up. But uh, really, yeah, it's just ACW gave us a chance when no one else did. And I thank Darren for that. Um, And then from then I took over his company and uh, took his belt.
1: Yeah, pretty much kind of uh, overcome it in a sense. Um, and and that's another thing I wanted to mention to you about because I've seen you through ACW. Um, and I know originally obviously some of the stuff you did with the submission squad. Uh, in the beginning was a bit more I, I would say comedic in a sense you guys still definitely had a serious edge to you but uh, you you were definitely uh, one to uh, uh, dish out some funny lines and stuff like that and then in your path I guess to sort of take down ACW you went sort of to a more serious side uh, a bit more different side I guess you could say of Evangelistico um, yes. I, I actually wanted to ask you about that like what do you prefer one or the other do you do you like sort of doing because I know you still do both in other companies, but um, do you have a, sort of a preference when it comes to your character in this, in that sense?
2: The realist in me tells you whichever pays more. Sorry. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but I am kind of a funny guy. Like, haha, uh-huh, right. Uh, I do enjoy having a little bit of humor in me, but um, you know, what is what is the Jim Cornette quote that uh, funny doesn't equate money? Um, And I find that to be not always true, but a lot of the way true. Um, So I kind of uh, incorporate the funniness when I can. And, you know, obviously I'm not such a great guy all the time, so I don't want people to laugh along with me. Uh, I want them – I want to – you know, I laugh at them. Um, In IWA, it's kind of mid-south, which is a groovy place, by the way. Defend IWA, hashtag, whatever. I like it. Ian Rock always treated me good. Even before he went away, uh, we actually wrestled for him a couple of times in tag matches against uh, a couple of different teams. And Ian was always good to us, always nice, always honest. So I, I've never had a problem with Ian Rod. Just in case, just should the odd topic of IWA Mid South come up later for no real reason?
1: Might possibly. Yeah. But, um, but but in a sense, I guess the way the way I, at least I get this from what you're saying is that maybe in the the fact that you can do both the comedic stuff and the more serious stuff I'll, gives you in a sense more opportunity in a sense to where you could, you know, you see you can be seen as more viable for a company.
2: Yes. I would agree with yeah. most of that.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think in a sense I, and you mentioned the whole, like, money sense, but I think it, it definitely is something that I think a lot of indie wrestlers should take into account is that, you know, you want to get as much booking as you can and, and sort of get around as, as much as possible, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually had a, a, a fun question I did want to ask you about the character that you were doing in ACW, however. Um, a lot of the inspiration, uh, in a sense, and, and I know one of the moves you implemented uh, in your transformation of that was uh, sort of a mandible claw in a sense. And I, and I noticed that you have a uh, sort of a ha- – gl- I guess some sort of glove in a sense that is very uh, uh, similar to the original uh, uh, Mankind, if anyone's seen it. sort of the f- one f- finger-covered uh, uh, glove. I was just curious in the sense of where do you find something like that? Do you, is, there a, is there a store that you can get that? Do you have it personally made? Um, I was always curious.
2: I had it personally made for me, actually. Um, it's also in camel. He does for pistol danger, the soldier, because um, the war, right? Yeah. Uh, it was personally made for me by a good friend, and he still sometimes does gear, but he's kind of not so much anymore. Um, there's long and short. Otherwise, I prefer tape because it's clean. I don't. I might forget to mm. put that in the wash. Not a lot of guys want dirty things down their throat. Sometimes they don't have a choice, obviously, as it goes down there.
1: But, uh, you know, I like to be sanitary. And that's a big, big, big proponent of the sanitariness is Evangelistico. Um, another thing we want to talk to you about, and we, I think uh, in Alex Carr's email, age, and we'll get more into that topic for this company, but uh, obviously one of the things that you've done this year, uh, and as well as uh, the whole Submission Squad brother in a sense, it's really, I think, gotten you – uh, in front of more people and in front of more eyes uh, has been uh, your run in Chikara, and 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 your sort of resurgence is, as as we saw at National Pro Wrestling National Pro Wrestling Day, uh, standing up for Chikara in a sense. If, if many people don't know the story, I know you for uh, Evan uh, Gary, Davey Vega, and Pierre Aberdathy, uh, the Prodigy, um, had a big tag match at King of Trios one year that got interesting reviews and and and. And sort of revered in a sense. Um, and you guys sort of came back with a mission to, uh, to uh, unseat Chikara. Um, uh, how was that whole experience uh, getting to do, uh, first, like the, uh, the all the famous, I guess, Submission Squad videos and stuff like that, leading to what happened at National Pro Wrestling Day?
2: Uh, it was pretty great. Um, I'm not going to lie. The Hold On video that I'm looking at, super bad because originally we tried to sing like the whole song, not just what you saw in the beginning, not the, don't you know, things change, things go your way. Like we sang the whole song, myself, Pierre and Veg. We're not singers. <laughs> uh, there's audio dub of just us screeching through that song. Uh, also, it's a terrible song, let's be honest. It is, it is the wordiest really? song. Really?
1: I, I, I would continue on that actually.
2: I uh, it may not be the worst song ever, but it's the I, I will I will argue it is the most unnecessarily wordy song uh, that I know or have ever sung on a video where I'm dressed as a GI Joe esque man. <laughs> I,
1: I will I will give you its wordiness. I will say that much. I I, I personally enjoy it. I uh, there was a tear shed when I when I saw you guys performing it. Um, but yeah, how and definitely. Obviously, the aspects of your characters were sort of brought to the forefront in the stuff you're doing now with that version of the Submission Squad. Obviously, the Pistol Danger stuff and then even like Brainwave Davy Vega and stuff like that. Um, do you guys how, – how much fun, I think, are, are you having doing that character um, uh, now?
2: A blast. Like you said, we had the tag match. It got terrible reviews. Uh, going back and watching it, it wasn't great. Like, it was, like, we, I think, we had just followed uh, the four-way between... With uh, Kota Ibushi. Uh, Bushi, Generico, Nick Jackson, or Matt Jackson. I can't remember. And then we went on. Holy fuck, we're not going to follow that, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I will say to you guys' is uh, contention, I don't see anything following. I believe that got, like, match of the year for, like, a couple years at that point for Chikara.
2: Um, yeah. Um, so we put on what I will claim is not the worst match ever in car history because I'm, ah. but uh, certainly not the best match to follow that four way. Hmm. Uh, I would say out of context, that match is solid. Uh, yeah, I would say that the Vega actually went on almost suicide watch because it, it almost killed him. Just negative review after negative review. After. And like people would contact us and be like, you fucking suck, quit wrestling and die. And Vega uh, took, took it hard. And uh, the rest of us were like, well, uh, thanks for the support. Don't think I'm going to die. But if you <laughs> want to eat Vega feel
1: free. And and now, I mean, you sort of used it in a sense as motivation. And, and personally, I haven't seen the match. But I know from your work I saw in, in Texas and, and in the stuff that you guys have developed, uh, you've – if the match at King of Trios 2009 was indication of anything, and it, it's you guys have gotten exponentially, you know, great. I, I I really do think all four. I mean, you Submission Squad guys really have put on some really amazing stuff as of late. Um, but yeah, and yeah, you used. I mean, almost using the that those negative reviews and, and that backlash from that match as contention for your comeback, and now the Chikara fans have sort of warm to you in a sense. Um, seeing obviously through these videos.
2: Yeah, uh, the Chikara Army is actually the Chikarmi is actually really cool. Um, there's some that still hate us, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion of wrestling. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. fight somebody over an opinion. Um, but uh, although I will.
1: And, uh, <laughs> I was gonna so, say unless it's in the wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, no, they're really cool. They really accept us. A lot of people put really positive reviews about it. And then, you know, every now and then some naysayers will rear their head and they'll be like, oh, they still suck. And then, you know, people will be like, no, no, they really don't. Uh, it actually, it was a little bit more than just coming back to Chikara because actually that match was so bad that it got our name out there. And as there is a saying, there's no bad press. We actually got a considerable amount of bookings based off the negative press from Chikara because a lot mm. of promoters wanted to see I'm just looking at my like three-second delay, and I use a <laughs> lot of hand motions. I'm doing it right now. Um, but uh, So a lot of promotions booked us based to see if we were really that bad. Thankfully, we weren't. And a lot of people, uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling included, uh, booked us and then really liked us. And uh, they used us a lot. And uh, lately we went 10-0 and 0 in uh, AI Devs. For John Thorne and Chandler Briggins, two awesome dudes. Yeah, that place. Uh, (laughs) that place. Uh, And if anybody's in the Cleveland, Ohio, surrounding area, they should obviously go check them out because they're a product worth watching. And I really have a great time there. It's a great atmosphere, great wrestling, and um, great set. Just 100% great set.
1: Yeah, and if anyone wants to see, uh, obviously, you've added a Submission Squad member in your AIW battles with uh, one Briley Pierce, uh, a former WWE developmental talent. And, and I, from what I can tell, he's fitting very well with you, uh, you three.
2: Oh, yeah. Briley uh, is great. Uh, we can get to the people that I super enjoy later, but I'll just say this about Briley. Great. He's hot. He's young. He's Briley. What else do you need?
1: Absolutely. In fact, he is indeed hot young Briley. Um, yeah, let's uh, I guess the other question I do want to talk to you about, and it's a question that we're sort of making a regular question here on the show. Obviously, we talk indie wrestling. We want to sort of discuss the aspects that it comes to indie wrestling. And a common question that we do ask uh, and I and I want to pose to you, uh, what if you could think of one, what is the greatest thing about independent wrestling and what is in turn the worst thing about
2: independent wrestling? The greatest thing about independent wrestling is the variety. The worst thing is the politics. Hmm. I don't know how many people have said that or mentioned it, but indie wrestling sometimes can be a lot like high school where there's a lot of cliques and uh, it's just really hard to get anywhere unless you know someone, you know someone, you know someone. Um, I'm always told there's three things in wrestling that matter. There's the skill. There's the X factor, and there's the look. Mm. But in reality, it's the third thing that matters most. It's the look. I don't know why I chose to go with the ring thing I should have just done. It's the third thing. Um, It's the look, really. And uh, I don't know how many of these people see me, uh, but I am not in the shape of a Greek Adonis. I have a little Mm. bit of weight on me. Um, I look a little deranged from time to time. And uh, not a lot of people think that that's worth anything. They look at somebody like me and well, you know, he's not built like this. They see my body of work and they're like, well, maybe. And um, that's the worst. Yeah, there I am in X-Men colors and shirt and clothes and a belt. I believe that's the LWA old, old belt. Um, and, uh, you know, at the time I'm also wearing a rock elbow pad. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, but, uh, politics is the worst. And, uh, if anybody knows me, I don't like to stay negative, but the best is variety
1: because hmm.
2: there's so many awesome things about pro wrestling and we'll just stick with the wrestlers for right now. Um, there's so many great wrestlers everywhere, men, women, transgendered, um, like, There's obviously there's me and Rachel Summerlin and uh, she was an amazing wrestler. Uh, I'm sorry to see her go, but I couldn't be more happier for her. Uh, She has a kid now. She's happy outside of wrestling. And that's something not a lot of people are able to accomplish. And so I'm happy for her for that. Um, Let's see, Athena. We've already started a discussion on her. She is amazing. We'll go, we'll name, uh, we'll name a couple Texas people that I really think are great. Yeah. And she's
1: incredible. Yeah, uh,
2: there's actually a really funny shot. Kelly Kyle has, and I don't even know if she knows this. She, she has to, is there's a great shot. Um, I got to remember which one Jerry sags, fuck the nasty boys. That's the first thing <laughs> i to say. Gary sags at, um, she's leaving and there's literally the head turned like just checking out her ass and Kelly <laughs> Kyle snapped it perfectly in time. I
1: and have seen that it. photo actually. Uh, fun fact, yeah, tune into Indie Mayhem Show episode two where we interviewed Kelly Kyle and he told us about his nasty boy story and it's pretty amazing.
2: Uh, I obviously have nasty boys, but we can get to that one. We can get to yeah. the second, third, whatever. Um, so from Texas, we have Athena. Uh, everybody's touts Matthew Palmer and that's fair. He's amazing. So, We'll skip over him. We'll go to my young boy Thomas Shire. Love uh, Thomas, my Shire. Uh, Thomas Shire is probably one of the best pound for pound wrestlers I know, just because the way he's trained. And I would, I wish he moved up to St. Louis. He could wrestle St. Louis Anarchy all the time, um, mm. but. He doesn't, and he wrestles a lot in Texas for ACW. Inspire. Uh, he just went into RCW, which is a great place. I'll talk about them later too. Remind me. Uh, he's worked for tcw and Mister B, um, but more people should book Thomas Shire because he's great. He's got a um, what's a good way? Of, he's got like this natural charisma about him that when he's mm-hmm. having fun, you just have fun. Like, and I love that.
1: Like, I Um, I can definitely attest, like, the way he is sort of outside the ring and inside the ring is almost one and the same.
2: Yeah. He's just got this, like, quiet charisma. That's a weird way of saying it, but a true way of saying it. Like, um, let's see. So we've got Athena, but everybody will know about her. Shammer. (laughs) Uh, Thomas Shire. Let's go. Hmm, Somebody else I enjoy that probably doesn't get enough publicity. I'd say Jojo Bravo, but he's moved up to St. Louis, so we'll do him in the St. Louis section. Hmm. Baby boy Barrett Brown from Brown Town is great. <laughs> upcoming. Uh, upcoming. I say that like he's fucking 10. Upcoming. He's a great wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he's, and, uh,
1: he's, he is fairly young. It, it amazes me Barrett's actually younger than me, and if anyone knows me, that's saying something. But the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the things he can do are amazing.
2: No. Uh, Carson, Carson and Barbie, the combo. Um, hmm. They're great. Um, really, ACW is just a pretty, honest to God, solid roster. There are a couple additions it could make. Um, but I mean, even if they didn't, it's still a great roster. It's still great people, still great wrestlers, still great wrestling, still great storytelling. Hmm. So those are the three, right? Actually, there was way more than that. I think there was five. So
1: <laughs> whatever. And I guess uh, I, I know you also wanted to find from uh, St. Louis, I guess. Any any talents up there that you think we should be knowing about?
2: Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Jojo Bravo is number one. Uh, I think highly – I think the world of uh, Both because we're huge Kaiju fans and because uh, we just enjoy the shit out of stuff. Um, I don't know if I just want to do St. Louis. Dan Walsh is great. He doesn't take that many bookings. And people like – well get down on him for being from MTV but fuck them because he's a great guy and, great, and he's a great wrestler. Okay, um, a for one guy. Let's just say those two for St. Louis area. There's a, there's a plethora like Gary mm-hmm. J and Davey Vega are from St. Louis and honestly they're the best two members of the squad. Um, Pierre Abernathy being after that because he can absolutely out wrestle anybody. The fact that people uh, haven't been able to see that yet is a shame because he doesn't wrestle in St. Louis Anarchy because he's so busy running the whole fucking thing. Um, and then there's uh, one more guy from St. Louis. Let me think. So many people have their fingers crossed probably right now. Oh, please mention me. No. Uh, Alex, the big owl. Alex Rudolph, the the Viking, the American Viking. I'll go with uh, someone uh, kind of still breaking in. Amazing. Uh, he's getting better and better every time I see him. Absolutely. In better shape. Better hair, just always so fucking amazing. amazing. hair. Yeah, amazing, right? <laughs> um, and there's other people uh, from St. Louis, but I'll just try and keep it limited to JoJo because he just moved up here. Um, Dan Walsh because he's my friend and I like him a lot. Uh, and uh, Alex because he's not uh, Obviously, I could say the hooligans and others. Um, so let's kind of scour the globe, just, or the states, just a little bit of people I really enjoy. Uh, I can't not mention Ricky Shane Page and uh, Eric Ryan, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. I just love the shit out of them both personally and in-ring. I find them just fucking phenomenally talented. Like, I wish so much more for them. Um, I wish that there was space in St. Louis Anarchy's roster for them. They would be on every show. They're a pretty stacked roster, which is a good segue into the St. Louis Anarchy plug.
1: Yeah. Conveniently not- enough.
2: Yeah. Um, also, uh, recently I've just started wrestling Team IOU and IWA Mid South. Mm-hmm. And they're a great tag team. And I really enjoy wrestling them. Uh, I, actually I enjoy got to see IWA Mid South. Uh, last month in uh, Texas. They're, de- they're really fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that their shirt is Adventure Time because I love Adventure Time. Because uh, <laughs> I'm an adult, of course. And let's see. Let's see. I got Ricky Shane Page out, Eric Ryan out, Team IOU one more let's make it a Joshi Heidi Lovelace I like her no her but because she's my friend I'll say Angela like because I think she's great in the ring and uh, she's my friend outside the ring and sometimes she helps us fix my hair when my hair gets too long I have got it cut short but uh, for a while I had it pretty shaggy uh, so those will be my five just out and abouts
1: Awesome, definitely. I agree with all those. Uh, definitely, if anyone's listening, check out those guys because they're they're really ones I think that can break out. Uh, but since you did segue into it, it's conveniently I do I do want to bring up uh, the company that you work for a lot and and are. But most known for I guess would be St. Louis Anarchy and you guys have a stacked event coming up conveniently called Hashtag Stacked um, which looks like a very great show. Um, I, I am psyched from it from top to bottom. Uh, Gary J is defending his title against uh, Takaki Wanabe from New Japan uh, which should be super fun. Uh, Chris Hero against Davey Vega which is going to be a killer match. Um, I, I, When the DVD for that comes out you, and if you're not going to the show, like check it out because that is undoubtedly going to be amazing. Um, and then ACH against Alex Shelley, tons of great stuff. Uh, how excited are you for this event coming up?
2: I I'm way like way past excited. Just the, the three matches you named, and then JoJo Bravo and Danny Cannon, Kyle O'Reilly. See, see, I, 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 I'm
1: excited about the, like all even the lower card stuff. Uh, the potential matchups yeah. I think are going to be really cool.
2: I like the Lethal Lottery because I just like the, the craziness that anything can happen in it. them. Um, I'm beyond excited because, like, St. Louis Anarchy is kind of, like, the secret of the Midwest, and I hate that. I wish more people knew. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking great. Like, mm-hmm. I just love the shit out of it. I love wrestling for them, obviously, because I do. Uh, There's just, like, an influx of talent that you're not going to see. Uh, used in certain ways or really as that way. Like nowhere else will you see Davy Vega versus the Chris hero because no one puts stock in the Davy Vega because again, they look at him and while Vega has gotten in tremendous shape, like he doesn't have a like a sizzling six pack. He doesn't have, you know, pecs out to his fucking bicep. Like he, he was drawn by Rob Litchfield, Litchfield, whatever. Everybody knows the Captain America drawing. talk. Uh, we're Captain America, <laughs> just after there, right? Um, but they should, because Davey Vega is absolutely fantastic in every way. The only place that I can say, other than the Anarchies, is uh, AIW, again. Uh, actually, I think Vega has a singles match coming up at AIW, and it's more than due. I can actually look it up.
1: I believe but, it's a Bobby Beverly.
2: Yes, Booby Beverly. I love, love Booby Beverly. He would have made it on my list, but he didn't because I only had five. I love Booby Beverly. <laughs>
0: That's good. We can leave them off. <laughs>
2: okay. um, my little brother versus Alex Shelley. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I just wanted. To, I just want to watch it like right now. I, mm-hmm. I just wish that I had the Spaceballs ability to put in the tape, fast forward to the match and watch it, even though it hasn't already happened yet. And um, that's what I want. Spaceballs reference. There will probably be more. <laughs> I just I don't want you to know that. Um I like to leave the letters. Kyle O'Reilly versus Jonathan Gresham also honestly might be the best match on the card just because how good Jonathan Gresham is and just how fucking fantastic Kyle O'Reilly is. Like, he's just starting to get a lot of press recently, but like we've always felt that he was fucking awesome. Like hmm. Kyle's pretty much the man. Like
1: man, he can do anything. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's a St. Louis Anarchy's St. hashtag stacked. Uh, I believe you can uh, follow them SLA wrestling on Facebook. Uh, uh, St. Louis, I believe it's SLA slarrestling.com if I'm not mistaken. Um, and go check that out. If you're in the, uh, uh, Illinois area, go support them because I agree wholeheartedly with Evan that, uh, they're definitely the best kept secret in, uh, in uh the midwest uh really amazing stuff coming out of st louis anarchy um yeah yeah, thank you evan Uh, we're going to talk some indie news and you're uh, free to join us free to uh join in on the conversation and 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 on the discussion uh with some of the indie stuff that's happening um some of this may pertain to you but uh yeah uh there's a couple i know i know sorg
0: you had an event, I believe, this past weekend that you were a part of. I did, I did. I, I, I'm sorry, Evan, did you have something you wanted to say there? Oh.
2: I just had a couple more plugs.
0: mostly. For oh, Shambles. absolutely.
2: Do it. It's Facebook.com slash St. Louis Anarchy, all spelled out. Uh, the Twitter is at STL Anarchy, if I'm not mistaken. I probably am. I'm terrible at that one. And um, May 2nd, you can order tickets online. And the DVD for... Uh, double shot, night one and two, should be available soon. The awesome people at Smart Mark Video are helping us out a lot, and they've done it. And uh, it should be to us very soon. Order that. Uh, young One of the Young Bucks, uh, because Matt broke his hand, is on there. Night one, he teams with Johnny Gargano against Matt Fitch and Davey Vega. And that yes. match is fucking awesome. There should be a nice. teaser for it somewhere online. I'm not 100%, but I'm 100%. I believe confused. it's
1: on, if you go to Smart Mark Video's YouTube channel, that's where I believe the teaser is at. Um, But, yeah, if it's anything from the teaser, that match is something everyone needs to check out.
2: And Gary wrestles uh, Roderick Strong that long, and that's just fucking great. Uh, And then night two is Albert and Nick Jackson versus the Hooligans. And uh, if you haven't seen the Hooligans, you need to. They're two big bruisers that I absolutely love. That's why I said bruisers the way I do. (laughs) <laughs> okay, it's an indie news that i will chime in on because i have opinions on everything
0: and awesome. Three. awesome awesome i think we'll have a question here that i definitely want to get your uh, opinion on from a fan uh but in the meantime yeah like i said i, I did uh, uh i did have a show this past weekend uh the great uh iwc Night of Superstars three up in Meadville, PA, which is kind of cool because it's kind of in my old backyard before I moved down here to Pittsburgh. Um, biggest crowd, I, they say, in the IWC history. I got a little bit of. I, footage I saw here. the photo of it. it yeah, I, I got a little bit of the footage. This is the first anybody seeing this, actually. If you're on video here, there's there's a bit of the crowd there. Um, they said over 1,200 amazing and i know talking to aj styles later tonight he said the number he heard was 1300 uh so i and there's a little bit of pan over the entrance yeah it was a packed crowd these shows usually do very good um and and this did even better uh than than i've ever seen because i used to do the night of Legends shows and of course now there's night of superstar shows here in meadville um it's it's pretty nice of course the big headline the big name headlines for the night uh probably the biggest of them was uh brett hart coming out uh with uh, uh you know davy uh, i'm sorry uh david hart smith i keep i keep confusing the name since he keeps mixing them up um, i know he, well i know he goes by davy boy smith jr in japan so yeah yeah i keep forgetting what he was billed at uh on the show kind of cool and, and leaving kind of the big feel to it the Delaney's. i I believe they're based out of cleveland i've seen them i think you've seen them i know you're wearing the shirt from wrestle uh resolution there amen oh yeah yeah yeah. uh they played like a little bit beforehand they actually played out uh davy boy smith jr um uh to this match uh so so that that was the first time we've had a live band i think interaction with iwc um and i think it played off really well uh Gore State Boy had a, had a really good match with RJ City. He was currently in the Super Indie uh, uh, champion over there. Uh, uh, top to bottom, a really fun show. Um, uh, you had to see the Steiner Brothers. I got also. to see I'm the Super Steiner jealous. Brothers. I can't say that I was looking forward to it or was terribly impressed by it. Um, <laughs> but it was still cool to see, hey, there's the Steiner Brothers. I know it was going around that uh, Scott was a bit of a diva and went and signed the uh, auction items for the evening. Uh, so that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth for that whole situation but no, i didn't interact he's steiner he does he's got he steiner he does whatever <laughs> the hell he wants to uh of course taking on john mcchesney and his uh team big league guys which were always All right, evan, i believe evan has something to say what's that motioning. what's that evan did Rick try and sell you on any real estate? No, he didn't. We were talking about that, and 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 uh, one of the videographers is with us, uh, Chashi. He kept saying, "It's like you know that, like, like Rick is only there because, like, like Mama Snyder told Scott he can't go without him." <laughs> you know. Uh, so, and of course, the the highlight, really the highlight for me, and I'm so pissed. So many people left early. Of course, the show ran started an hour late because of the Bret Hart line and everything. A great match between AJ Styles and Anthony Neist. I I believe this is the first time ever for these two. Um, Like in the footage you're seeing a a headlock move. I was, I don't remember the last time I've been so invested in a headlock sequence. (laughs) And we're just, and even like afterwards, like the whole ride home, like like you know, Chachi was in there with us, and 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 Amen, you know, Chachi, he's the one that was the curmudgeon of the Wrestling Mayhem show for the longest time. (laughs) He's sitting there the whole time going. That crowd didn't deserve to see that match. Like, (laughs) as in, like, you know, how many of them left and were there for Bret Hart, stuff like that. And probably didn't appreciate a good, holy crap, good wrestling match uh, between these guys. Um, They put in probably a a good 20-minute classic on that. It was definitely, that's the highlight of my year so far as far as wrestling goes. Um, But no, it was really good. Uh, You know, Eamon, we've been talking. I've been kind of down on uh, working with some of these guys uh, uh, locally had a couple rough shows there and and this is just like reminded me of why I do this stuff yeah um, like there's just like like so many moments and so many and I know some other people were going into the show and having a tough time related to you know whether personal life or pro wrestling and everything um and just came out of it just with such a good feeling uh um after after an awesome show like this and it was all for it was all for a good cause because the entire show of course was for uh Meadville High School up there um helping um I, I, some of the clubs up there I, I know it's I think it might be different every year they go up there um, but, but really, really cool. And going off that, of course, we talked with Dr. Feelbad last week about the salute, the troops, um, that's coming up this Sunday or Saturday, I'm sorry, at, at California university. And, uh, uh, very excited about that also for a good cause. I know they have actually met, uh, even more so since we talked to him a week ago on this show, um, their obligations for the donations for the, 9 uh, 11 Memorial. Uh, mm. And they're still pursuing more sponsors to help put into that fund. Um, uh, participated in their uh, uh, press conference they did last Thursday down there at Cal i uh, I'm really excited to see how that's going to go. Chachi uh, actually edited a video that you know helped edit a video for uh, the the big feud going into that. That's going to be played on the big screen. You know, uh, to be in a big venue like that. You know, I, I don't think they're going to get six thousand people in there, but I think they're going to get significant enough for. You know, I'd say for indie wrestling. You know, I, yeah. I I could see maybe as many people going in there with as much. Uh, uh, you know, they're getting out about this event as maybe we saw up there in Meadville. I would hope. You know, I think it would be fantastic mm. for for the company for the for the cause that they're doing down there. Uh, Just in general to see that they could pull that in and they're not and they don't have an AJ Styles on their on their show They don't have a uh, you know, Bret Hart or anything like that Um, But there's a different kind of buzz going into it Uh, And I want to see kind of comparatively see how that show does uh, To what I just witnessed up in uh, Meadville over the past weekend. So um, So yeah, really good this the April's Shaping up to be a really crazy really good month for indie wrestling in the area And, and it's really good to see so um awesome I, and of course the dvd uh i think i want to finish editing tomorrow there uh, and that'll be up digital download by by the end of the week over at swordtronmedia.com um and the dvds and all that stuff too so and i'll get all your pre-orders and post orders out by the end of the week too, guys that i saw mm-hmm. in the so awesome uh so amen you know we got an
1: email we did get an email thank you uh people for emailing good times at resting mayhem show.com uh, the email is about anything in the wrestling that, we, that you want us to talk about or discuss uh, definitely do that um, but it's from our good friend Alex Cars, who's got a birthday today hi Alex happy
0: birthday um, I got balloons for you over here Happy birthday! I got balloons for you that prepared. completely weren't here last week too I got a knife I don't know I was cleaning my nails with it it's a birthday <laughs> knife it's a birthday <laughs> knife yeah
1: Commemorative birthday knife.
0: I love birthday it. Knife. <laughs> uh,
1: but he poses a discussion sort of question to us. Uh, he says that in in his interview with Cole Cabana on of wrestling, Mike Quackenbush spoke of pro wrestling as being quote a performance art, and that got me thinking. I've seen the quote small time wrestling we love is either being indie wrestling or indie wrestling uh, spelled with an I-E. Uh, with the difference being whether you see it as a, more of a sport or an art form. What do you guys think? Do you see it more of one or the other? Do you see a bit of both? What spelling of Indie Indie do you feel more comfortable typing when writing about it on the internet? Uh, good question because any if you ask any – I know if you ask any sort of person, I guess in the business as they say, uh, apparently it's Indie with an IE because – Indie, indie with a Y is like Indianapolis. Funny enough, we named the show Indie Mayhem Show with a Y, and we're not changing it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> nope. Already made the graphic. Sorry about that. New? Sure. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I love to you know what both of you guys think, sort of on this topic of whether you see, and it's a topic I guess a lot of it comes with wrestling in general, but whether you see it more as a, a sport or an art.
0: Oh, I guess I I think even like, you know, I've talked to you before about on here about like kind of the different philosophies about how some of these shows come together here. And and we I don't know. I I don't know if you can just throw it all as a art. I don't know. that seems a little broad. I, I think I think there's some indies that don't consider themselves an art. To a point, they're just like we're just putting together some matches, you know. I mean, at least that's the attitude that gets conveyed. And then you get guys like Jakar and everything, and and they're doing something a little more interesting. What's that definitely fits more of those aspects. A uh,
2: live action comic book. So I guess mine would be kind of both. I don't know. Um, I don't see it as performance art because really, there's no risk other than mm. just general unacceptance of the performance. Um, to performance art. Like, I've never seen a street mime in theory get punched so hard that it knocks him out. Unless it's by somebody who just really fucking hates street mimes. <laughs> 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 like that uh, Andy Samberg video, Punched Before Eating. Ah, that's hilarious. Um, so it's a combination of both. It's a, it's a risk-reward system. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, you perform, you're Basically putting yourself out there but you're also not only just putting out your creativeness, you're putting your body on the line. You're putting your money where your mouth is. I think my performance is so good I will risk life and limb for it and you Mm -hmm. really are.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely – I definitely agree with that. Um, I I always lean – in a sense, I I agree. It, it, it's definitely both, but I lean a bit more to art in a sense. In the sense that, in and it differs by companies, obviously on on an indie level. But I know some I like kind of like what Sword was going about, like how some companies are like, we have these matches, and it's sort of a sense of letting the ring work dictate. And and um, you you were good based off of. You did a good job based off of how good of a match you had. Mm-hmm. And then I know companies like Chikara that are doing more story stuff because they want to, sp- to get a specific message across or, or to evoke a certain emotion um, based off of a story. So I could see it going both ways. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I, – I lean slightly more towards art. But obviously um, there's the physicality involved and and, and, and like, I, like Evan mentioned, like it's putting your body out there for –
2: you
0: know that art form. So I, you know, so more I'm thinking about this. this uh, I'm looking at the part of his question that was more of a sport or an art form. Um, so we're talking about something that's physical, something that you are putting your body in the line. And I, I look at well, you know, we were talking earlier before about the acceptance of pro wrestling and how some of the local radio DJs were um you know really kind of bashing on it, and i know you were very involved in the chat room on that and uh yeah. and i got to think about like you know what you know one thing i was saying is like well this is a performance and it's a story that's being told out but the stage is in a ring in front of you know in, you were talking about wwe twenty thousand people or whatever um but it's still a very very physical stage performance in the long run like is, is that is that fair to say you think I, I would test it. I
1: don't know. Um, I, Evan, I, I obviously would know more of that situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Evan, what you, yeah. <laughs> Evan, what are your thoughts on that kind of thought? What? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Evan. Oh, sorry. I, no, I, I, like I, I really <laughs> oh, yeah. had, like like it's it. I I wouldn't consider it so much of a sport. It's not you know. It's more. I I look at pro wrestling as it's like a stage performance in a ring. Just a very, very physical stage performance. If I were to take it at a level, like what would you consider that versus, like, say, uh, another quasi-similar thing would be like a, a, a circus where you have a trapeze artist and they're doing something physical, but it's an art form and it's a performance? Hmm. Uh,
2: two things first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did say this earlier. Good use of the word curmudgeon. It's not used enough. I personally enjoy that word, so I was very <laughs> happy to hear it. Uh, an amazing Spider-Man poster in the background, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I have to disagree. I, I think wrestling is a sport. Okay. A um, sure, there's a lot of pageantry to it, but I don't think of the nicest way I can put this is I think it's a lot more of a sport than some of the sports we have, like baseball, Um, I mean, really, what is it? It's a strength competition and then a running competition. You hit Mm -hmm. the ball as hard as you can, and then you run as fast as you can. Uh, And then on the defensive side, it's uh, it's, it's a a game of catch. Um, I mean, does -hmm. that really necessitate more of a sport than two people going out there and putting their bodies on the line?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Um, football, hockey, they're obviously more physical. Soccer can be more physical um, or football proper as it were, can be more physical when need be, but generally it's a sport about skill. And that's kind of what all sports are about, skill. Would you agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And wrestling is it's very much a sport about skill.
0: Okay. And
2: that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, okay. definitely.
1: I agree. I think I, I I think people it, it's all, all in the definition of sport because I think when people do the whole like sport to art comparison they automatically think sport in the sense that you know it's a competition in the sense that anything can happen uh, but I as far like you mentioned like the physicality goes like the actual um, what goes into it you can't you can definitely compare wrestling even higher if not to the level of like a baseball of soccer. Definitely I, of, I, of those aspects,
0: and I guess that's where, and I think we're just kind of thinking the same thing in two different ways. Because I, I, my definition of sport is there's a winner and a loser, you know, versus a this is a story that's being told side of things. But I see, I absolutely see where you're coming from too. So, awesome, awesome. But
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for the discussion question, Alex. Uh, like I mentioned, send in more questions uh, you want us to talk about with our guests. Uh, whatever you want to do, good times at com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go support that. Uh there are a couple indie shows that are happening this weekend that I do want to plug uh that uh, you should check out if you are around the areas. Uh, first of all, if you're if there's any indie wrestling show near to, near you go to it and go uh, support those guys. Uh but here's a couple I know about uh, Conveniently enough, we had Evan. We have Evan on the show who uh, showed off in the beginning that Anarchy Championship Wrestling uh, title. Uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling is having an event this weekend on the 20th. Uh, Evan, I know you're not signed for the card yet. You have their heavyweight championship. That's kind of interesting.
2: It's true. Um, I'm not gonna be there. I've. Uh, I guess I should get this out for this point so people who tune in late can see it. Uh, so I have this. And I will not be in Texas weekend, nor will any member of this mission squad. Uh, we feel we deserve a break. We've busted our ass for ACW for years, and uh, Darren, because it's 4:20 and hilarious, decides to run on Easter. Well, we at the squad household take Easter very seriously. Gary J is super excited about the Easter egg hunt we're gonna have, and Davey Vega cannot stop eating Cadbury eggs. So this is a weekend for us. Peter just loves to cook, and this is a big cooking holiday as well for us. Um, You know, Grandma Danger's coming over, Grandma Abernathy, uh, Uncle Vega, and, well, well, I mean, Gary's parents kind of are coming over. Uh, They fly in. Oh, I I see what you did there. Thank you. So, uh, you know, no, family is important to the squad. And uh, this holiday season, this coming weekend, we will be spending it with family in the household we all clearly live in. Because if you watch any of the videos, we all live together.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, no submission squad. And it looks like uh, Sean Vex will have to defend his championship without the actual championship belt. So
2: it should be very interesting. um, There's a lot of other great matches on the card, though. Don't let us not being there dissuade you. From going to ACW, uh, there is Kyle Shire, Thomas Shire versus <laughs> Haki Wananabe. I'm um, looking at the graphics that seems to be Scotty and Steve versus the end of days, Sky De La Cremosa, uh, Delilah Doom versus Dylan Dunbar, the battle of double Ds, if you will. Uh, hey, there's hey. Matthew Palmer versus Barrett Brown, who I talked about earlier, both of which. Get to the next one quickly. Uh, Jack Jameson versus (laughs) Scott Summers. I hate both those guys. Keep going. Fuck them. (laughs) Uh, Carson versus Masada. Masada. Hell of a dude. Uh, Solo Darling versus Pikachu. Not really thrilled about Pikachu being in the business, but whatever. There's Sean Bex with my belt and a weird mask. I don't understand that. Why why is he the Punisher? I I don't know. Kyle Hawk, returning veteran versus Jim... Jimmy. Yeah, it's Jimmy. Okay. Love Claxton. <laughs> and then we're back to Shia versus what's an um, Can't say enough good things about James Claxton. Hoss fucking love watching him wrestle. If you listen to me do commentary over any of his matches, I love it. I love yeah, watching dude. him hit people. I love watching people get hit.
1: James is very good at doing it. So yeah, go to AnarchyChampionshipWrestling.com uh, for more information on that. Uh, there's also a couple events, uh, other events coming up. I, I One that I do want to talk about, a company I don't believe I mentioned yet, but I, I really want to. Uh, we mentioned Chikara, sort of the inverse of Chikara. If you, if you like Chikara, but you want a more adult version, a more sexy version, I guess you could say, a more different version. And if you're in Connecticut this weekend, or uh, if you've been around the Con- Canadia area, uh, Interspecies Wrestling is having an event in Danbury, Connecticut this weekend. Uh, should be a very interesting show. Species Wrestling, if you've never seen it, is very different, uh, very off the wall, but it's always fun stuff. And, and, and they, I know they have a lot of stuff online. So if you want to go see what you'd be getting yourself into, uh, go check that out. Uh, it looks like a really fun show um, in
0: Danbury, Connecticut for Interspecies Wrestling. I believe that's on the 19th. We had our uh, uh, so- uh, WrestleCon last year. Our booth was right beside their booth. Oh, yeah, They're, yeah, they're yeah. very interesting, very nice people uh, representing there, uh, including uh, uh, Pinky Sanchez. Got to talk with him a little bit. I don't know if he's still with the group or anything. I haven't caught up with them. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, very fun. But it, it seemed pretty cool. I wanted to check them out.
2: I wonder if Danielle's uh, going to that. That's around here. Danielle right? Matheson, Canada,
1: Canada, Canada. Yeah, good friend uh, Danielle Matheson. I'll have to have her on the show one day of the infamous Man Call podcast that Evan, I know you've been on with one Thomas Shire.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to be back sometime soon. She loves me <laughs> mostly because it's finally she has a wrestler who uses the name of the show on, and I think that's really the novelty there. That's very ah.
1: yeah, very convenient. So. There you go. Uh, those are the indies I have listed, but like I said, go check out some indie wrestling yep. this weekend. Do it. It's fun stuff. Of course, R-
0: um, RWA, rwalive.com with the yes. uh, salute the troops. It should be a pretty big time. Jesse Bell smothers against uh, friend of the show Serafini. Uh, the first ever match for the newly christened uh, RWA women's title, which I think is the only women's title in the area so awesome. that'll be interesting boot camp match brian mitchell friend of the old mayhem show and uh chris taylor uh both former wwtna guys they've been around a good bit in a boot camp match. very appropriate since it's a it's a troop show uh, of course wcw Lodi uh is going to be there as well uh generation dead who we've been loving lately g raver and gory uh ashton amherst the, the whole crew down there it's going to be a really fun show Uh, there's actually this is this is fun i found this out last week uh the the national anthem is going to be sung by uh uh uh, somebody from uh season 11 of american Idol.
1: interesting
0: yeah that was like really we got that um i I think she's local (laughs) or something so i don't know i'm just like this is all news to me they're doing they're actually going to have an induction ceremony um uh for for some new recruits i guess uh for the army uh, and a few other kind of special things they'll have going on too. So it's not just wrestling. So, But it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool and it's going to be really big. Awesome. Definitely. Go support them, rwalive.com.
1: Uh, we do have a challenge for this week. Uh, if those of you don't know our Indie Mayhem Challenge, basically what me and Sorgview is, uh, and we decided differently every week, we pick a wrestler. Uh, then we compose a playlist of their matches and, and video clips of them that you can find on YouTube.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. And then we talk about them. And, uh, and this week's one was definitely one I wanted to check out. I was impressed with this person from their performances that I saw at uh, WrestleMania weekend that I got to see live. Uh, and, and I was really into this guy and I wanted to bring, uh, to bring him up on the Indie Mayhem Challenge. And that is when Andrew Everett – Uh, uh, Many may know him as the former Chiva Kid from National Pro Wrestling Day, the original National Mm -hmm. Pro Wrestling Day. Uh, Had a breakout performance there, eventually uh, unmasked in his home promotion of CWF. Uh, and became Andrew Everett, and now he's breaking out into companies like CZW. Uh, I know he's wrestling for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla now. Uh, tons of really good companies. Uh, Sorg, you've actually got—I mean, you got to see him as Chiba Kid live. Yeah, the yeah, and
0: wrestling that day. really stuck out because uh, they were probably like maybe third or fourth match in and of a of a very very long day uh stuck in there with like a a, a six-man tag and it was just like wow they're just kind of throwing everybody out of there out, out there for whatever promotion they were representing um and you can see that from the video, video this guy does insane moves um and and just out of nowhere out of nowhere like you know piqued our interest and and we were sold on them uh after that um, and, and good to see that because the Shiva kid thing seemed a little odd good to see that he's kind of uh, looks like segwaying into a more normal look you know and probably hopefully getting out there a little bit more because I, I imagine like a, a gimmick like that would probably keep you down a little bit you know on where you can go, and now I see he's doing like some pretty like Drew Gulak, who was uh, there as well at uh, Natural Pro Wrestling Day. Like I wouldn't see a chiva kid versus that guy, you know? I don't. I wouldn't mm-hmm. imagine. And of course, he's on the playlist here. Uh, in i think, uh, or what I mean, is something else? No, those is Beyond Wrestling.
1: Beyond Wrestling,
0: yeah. As well. Yeah. You can see um, cheated, or Andrew Everett is against
1: Drew Gulak.
0: Yeah. So um, a, a interesting mixing of styles, and we talked about Drew uh, on past shows and how he's more of a, I guess, a bit of a grappler. Uh, kind of kind of thing
2: so. mm-hmm.
1: but no definitely fun uh, I, I guess I can ask Evan I don't know if you've uh, seen a- Everett or worked on a show with him before
2: uh, I never have actually I'm going to backtrack a bit. I have a plug for a show this weekend thanks for asking yes. me gentlemen. as a wrestler thanks for asking me um, <laughs> I actually won't be there Gary will be there Proving Ground Pro Wrestling presents The Happening in Sherman, Illinois at the Sherman hmm. Athletic Club
1: awesome so There's if you one. want to see some Gary J, uh, I would encourage you to definitely go to that.
2: And on a fun side note, Saturday, uh, the national anthem at the show I wrestled on was sung by an Elvis impersonator, not quite American <laughs> Idol, but something fun nonetheless.
0: But still, but still decidedly American, right?
2: Exactly. Uh, sadly, I I didn't get to watch it. I just heard about it, and then immediately was mad at the promoter for not telling me that that had happened so I could go down and watch it. <laughs> Uh, but back to Andrew Everett, uh, I might have been on a card with him. I couldn't 100% tell you. Uh, sometimes when I used to work Beyond, and still mm. will, um, there's a lot of guys. And sometimes I don't always have time to pay attention. Uh, yeah. I've been on plenty of shows with Drew Gulak. And uh, not, a nice, not enough nice things can be said about him and his style. Uh, it's a style I certainly appreciate. Uh, I don't get to grapple as much. Uh, I'm more of a ground-and-pound sort of guy, but mm. uh, I got to watch him at FIP over the weekend, and he just had just great match night after night, two nights back-to-back, back actually. And um, I really think the world of Drew Gulak, and uh, if he wasn't so high kind of in the indie world, he would have been in my top five to look out for around the world. I keep messing with my hair. I don't know why. It doesn't make <laughs> anything touching it uh, but Andrew uh, Everett, uh, Pierre, uh, the prodigy, has seen a lot of his stuff and really enjoys them. And uh, I really enjoy Drew Gulak. So there you go.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, that was the Indie Mayhem Challenge for this week. Uh, Sorg, I think I may want to switch something up for next week. Okay. Switch, it, switch up the game plan, throwing people off guard. Um, I, 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 and maybe I'll tell you about that next week. <laughs>
0: format change it's okay we're still a young podcast only 15 yeah. whippersnapper um, I, episodes I, I, in
1: i have an idea for something and maybe we can do that uh next podcast uh, and see how that goes uh but yeah um that was the indie mayhem challenge for this week uh and that was the indie mayhem show uh evan thank you so much for being on it was a pleasure uh, oh. to, uh to talk the programs with you yeah i thought we were talking
2: about way more stuff cool
1: all right. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, this is great. Um, yeah, so uh, if anyone wants to follow you on social media, uh, where can they find you?
2: Uh, pistol underscore danger on Twitter. Facebook, evangelistico period seven, right? That was it? Yeah, it was sounds that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, you can now find me on pistol underscore doodles. Which I
1: would encourage you to follow. I really do appreciate your Instagram
2: page. Oh, I'm going to follow this one. It's <laughs> pretty great at drawing. I have to. Yes, I don't mean to brag, but I do mean to brag. Uh, There's
1: a couple of caricatures of of, uh, some people you may know.
2: Yeah, and more to come. Uh, I just get lazy with drawings. Uh, You can find me on eBay as user cell. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You can just check out St. Louis Anarchy. I appreciate that because I love that place. Check out AIW, IWA Mid-South. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that.
1: That was something that was recently a big hub above. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, Sork, you want to talk about
0: something? Uh, Quickly? Sure. I, be- I'm just looking at his doodles on his Instagram. Yeah,
1: definitely, <laughs> definitely definitely check out those doodles. But I know uh, uh, IWA Self had some controversy this past weekend. Oh, what happened? Uh, uh So um, Jeff Jarrett, you know Jeff Jarrett, right, Sork? I might have heard of him. You may have heard of the guy. Uh, I know he's shopping around. Uh, he's starting his uh, Global uh, – it's, it's not Federation. Global Wrestling Federation. It's Global and then something within – Global Force Wrestling, um, I believe it is. Uh, so He's getting a lot of uh, indie bookings nowadays, uh, scouting talent and, and, and looking at some companies. And he recently wrestled for IWA Mid-South. Uh, I believe, Evan, uh, you were on that event uh, on Sunday. Uh, and apparently – Uh, There was some backstage antics that uh, uh, have obviously Ian Rotten, who's the promoter there for IWA uh, uh, Mid-South. Apparently the the reports are what's going around is that there was some issue with pay, uh, uh, that uh, Jarrett was fronted a certain amount of money, and then uh, he was promised to get the rest of it in three days. Uh, And apparently Jarrett kind of caused the scene. Uh, Also... uh, uh, Jarrett's wife, Karen Jarrett, uh, um, was reported to have uh, been a uh, bit intoxicated as well. Uh, obviously, uh, not, not all the, only the people backstage would know exactly what happened or, or what went down. Obviously,
2: would uh, um, can find one of those people.
1: Hey, oh, hey, That's the guy. guy? Uh, so, Evan, you were at that show.
2: I absolutely was at that show. Um, a big controversy. Drake's last match, actually. Yeah. Is, uh, Drake Younger,
1: awesome. uh, recent signing for WWE. Yes.
2: Uh, so obviously I could tell a bunch of stories of what happened. Matt I, but we'll go right to uh, Global Force Wrestling. Uh, did, have you seen the hashtag? Hashtag join the Schwartz. It's nice. <laughs> I've not seen that. Right? <laughs> have look at that. Uh, so I never personally saw Jeff Jarrett take a drink, nor Karen. However, I will say that they're It's a good way of saying this. I mean it's not like he's going to fucking hire me or anything. I, I doubt he'll even – sorry, guys. I doubt he'll even listen to this. Um, <laughs>
1: hey, he's got 500 guys apparently on that roster, so from reports. Yeah,
0: going to be fucking great, I'm sure. What is uh, this, WCW? <laughs> uh,
2: his manner changed as the night progressed. Um, so like I said, I never saw him pick up a bottle. Um, well I never saw him drink, uh, but his manners did change during the night. In the beginning, he was all fun. Uh, I joked with him and Karen briefly. Um, I told uh, Karen and I joked about uh, blood getting in gear and how terrible it is to get out. And then uh, after Jeff had wrestled, uh, we were coming I was coming around the corner. he was kind of going and we were going in the same door. I, uh, I kind of slapped him on the back and said, "Hey kid, not bad out there." You might make it in this business, but not here. Oh, how fortuitous those words would become. (laughs) Um, I heard Jeff screaming and raving and ranting. And I was in the room. And he started um, yelling at Reed Bentley about the money issue. Um, I believe he was paid half up front. It was kind of what I, what I got out of it. And he was due the rest of the day of. Um, and as a wrestler uh, who who sometimes has not gotten paid, I know just how mad you can be. And I can only imagine what Jeff would make. I think the internet has it at like twelve to $1,500. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, he made 750 up front, allegedly. Um, and then the rest. And I don't see why people would doubt that because – If you're Jeff Jarrett and you're like, well, here's my fee. I want half of it up front and you don't get half of it up front. Then you don't go to the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like, yeah. Oh no, they didn't pay me up front, but they'll definitely pay me the full amount after I fucking wrestled. So I a hundred percent believe Ian that he was paid up front half of it. Um, Ian then says that he forgot to take money out of PayPal. I 100 percent believe that not because I work for them, but because I have done that. I have forgotten mm-hmm. to take PayPal out of an account, my account, for not wrestling, but for like other shit I needed. So like you know, I go to the store, and I'm like, okay, blah blah blah. Oh, where the fuck is my money? Oh yeah, I didn't get it out of PayPal. Um, a couple of promoters that I've worked for have done that. It, it is something that happens. It's something that yeah, yeah,
0: happens. I've seen that on my end too. So
2: yeah. It's just like something small that you don't think about it, but it's a huge effect. Um, so I 100% believe Ian in this. Now, uh, I saw him and John Calvin get into an altercation, uh, just yelling at Jeff just got into his face and just yelled at him, spouting uh, conspiracies like how this is everybody's fault. Uh, you know, you, you're on it. This guy's in on it. That guy's in on it. And... Uh, I saw that. Again, I, I never saw him pick up a bottle, but his manner definitely changed as the night progressed. He became uh, increasingly aggressive. Also, I never saw him lay his hands on John Calvin. Um, once the screaming and shouting happened, uh, I tried to get out of the room as quickly as possible. That's not my business. You know what mm. I mean? I don't really stick my nose in things that aren't my business. And uh, Reed was handling it. It was. It is Reed's business so I was like, okay well i've seen enough of jeff making him seen let's say of himself that uh, i'm going to go find gary kyle and pete and the prodigy uh who i rode with and we're going to watch drake and bj because drake younger is a great guy and probably one of the best guys in indie wrestling and deserves everything he's got positively um, so we watched that but you could hear Jeff in the back that's how loud he was as the match was going on you could hear him screaming and then uh, eventually Ian who was also watching because he pretty much brought Drake up in wrestling uh, it's a fair thing I think I could say but uh, maybe maybe other people would disagree uh, eventually went backstage to try and figure out what the problem was and then he found out then he came forward and that's, I guess, when he realized that they'd forgotten to take the PayPal out and uh, told Jeff he'd pay him. And Jeff was not thrilled with it because you could continually hear him screaming. Uh, hopefully Smart Mark can cut that out of the DVD because the match itself is really damn good. Um, and then the match ended. Drake's giving his goodbye speech. Uh, Karen Angle storms the ring and um, cuts a promo letting everybody know. Again, not their business. Uh, letting everyone know that Ian hadn't paid them that night, uh, what he owed, I guess, because he obviously paid them half up front. So mm-hmm. it was a damn shame. Uh, Drake didn't deserve it. She also unnecessary like and she took a shot at Drake, which I didn't appreciate. I didn't appreciate the whole scenario, obviously, but there was an unnecessary shot at Drake, and I hope they cut it out. And I'm sure they will. It's, uh, she, she tells people how much of a piece of shit Ian is, which he isn't. Um, again, earlier in the podcast, I said, I've always, Ian's always been straight with me and the squad and he has, and he's always paid us what he always told us he would pay us. Mm. Um, and she just said, uh, okay, now I'm done saying what I have to say. Now I'm done burying him. Go back and try and put him over. And she handed the mic back to Drake. And that was just really Unnecessary. Uh, of a shot to take. Like if you want people to know your business, it's fine. It's none of their business to begin with. But sure. It's whatever. Uh, yeah. But don't bring other people into this that, that weren't involved. Drake Younger isn't in the conspiracy to make sure that Jeff Jarrett didn't get paid that night. Uh, he, I know he yelled at Christian Rose too. Christian Rose isn't a member of the conspiracy. John Calvin isn't a member of the conspiracy. Uh, it's not a conspiracy. Um, again, I never saw him pick up a drink or anything else, and uh, but their 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 moods definitely change, their manner change over the night, and it was really unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, again, never saw him pick up a drink, but um, hmm. yeah, and I honestly believe Ian will pay them in the two to three days if he hasn't already. That's he says he will because. You know, kind of like the squad where we got uh, a bad reputation at Chikara, Ian got a bit of a bad reputation. And I mean, you know, yeah. not for not. You know, we had decidedly a bad match on the night of Chikara. Ian made some questionable choices in his life and he's trying to make amends for him. And he's he's always done right by me and a lot of the guys I know.
1: And so... And it, seems, it seems to me at least that IWA is definitely coming back a bit strong and I've been... And... So far from the stuff I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things from the regime, I guess you could say, currently for IWA Mid-South.
2: I would back it up. I actually did um, commentary from show end to show beginning, not thunder after thunder, but the show before that. Uh, So you can hear all my witty uh, remarks and quirky comments there. I I recommend picking it up. It actually was a really good show, too, obviously. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's kind of what happened. I didn't get too terribly involved. I saw the beginning where he was just yelling at Reed about the money, and then that that translated to John Calvin. Again, I never saw him hit John Calvin or snatch the glasses off his face. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see John Calvin without glasses for a while, uh, but had no idea that Jeff had taken them. And at the end of the night, he had them again. Um, I know he made John Calvin's girlfriend uh, cry. And that's not cool. I mean, you never want to be such a big dick you make people cry. Unless right. you're Chuck Taylor and they're small children. Then, I mean, that's acceptable.
1: But then again, you can make money off that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, making small children cry is a great money-making uh, pyramid. Um, <laughs> but that's that's kind of what I saw. That's my take on it. And um, as of right now, uh, you know, I'll defend IWA should the need arise. Should I need to throw on a cape and a mask and, and go to Tennessee or wherever Jeff Jarrett is and – I don't know. Just yell at him back. I got to fight him. I'm a grown ass man.
0: Uh, I you could make him cry.
2: I could, could I could try. I could absolutely try, but I think his promotion is going to make him do that himself.
0: Oh, hey, uh, oh wow.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, and definitely a lot of people coming out, uh, people that are a part of that show, uh, uh, a lot, of the, a lot of them uh, in defense of Ian, and you know, there's another perspective, so definitely. And just a week after I praised Jeff Jarrett's performance at WrestleCon. Son of a
2: bitch. Uh, right. Fuck Jeff Jarrett. Funny enough, Jojo Bravo, one of his favorite wrestlers, Jeff Jarrett. Jojo's favorite is Jeff Jarrett. And, and, oh, I know. Sad days. I know. I hope he listens to this so he knows how much of an asshole Jeff Jarrett can be when drinking. If never saw him pick up a drink. Uh, how much of an asshole Jeff Jarrett can be after his mood has changed. Uh, again, well, like I said, I We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so before I guess. So, uh, you
1: know. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. That's a good way to end it off here for this week's Indie Mayhem show. Uh, Sorg, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they'll see us next week uh, uh guess yeah. tentative but i have a certain someone in mind
0: awesome awesome good yeah we'll double shot the texas side or wherever you're gonna you, you get these people from i don't know may
1: get another may get another from the st louis end i'll, I'll oh, just right. say that
0: maybe do i know them you may know them awesome
2: i uh, love when we talk video games we still got like another what hour to go <laughs>
0: no no we got enough of that in tonight um i'm sure well i'm sure you have an open invitation to let's play there you um, go yeah let's play, let's play it let's play i'll oh have you on i'm sure i think they'd have fun talking with you
2: absolutely let's play Mega Man x because that is a great deal
0: i do have that on my iphone actually really
2: how is it on the iphone
0: uh it's a little weird because they reformatted it this is a different show wait a minute um <laughs> Circus <laughs> so is all ready to fucking go Damn into it. it. Damn. He almost got me. um Anyways, yeah. this has been your Indie Mayhem Show, and I'm going to talk about Mega Man after we go off the air. um But you can find us we're over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com for this and other shows, including our TNA, WWE, Raw wrap ups, all that kind of stuff, and wrestling mayhem Show proper. Drop us a line at Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, 412206. WMS zero, and of course you can find this in audio and video form on iTunes, YouTube, and uh, the iHeartRadio Radio app of all things. Um, and you can join us here live around 11 p.m. Eastern time at live.sorgatronmedia.com, or just get the link over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Um, and with that, thanks, Evan, for joining us. Go check him out at Pistol Underscore Danger, and check him out on Facebook as well. And of course, Amon's at Amon2. Please check out his promotion with uh inspire pro wrestling that he helps out with and uh, of course all of our stuff's over at SorgatronMedia.com with everybody that we're hanging out with uh so until then uh support some indie wrestling we'll see you next time